the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. I hope your holidays were blessed and that your New Year's off to a good start. And speaking of a good start, Christy and I have begun a new Bible study by Kenneth Boa called Conform to His Image. We're both thoroughly enjoying it. It begins with a preface which says something that I found totally amazing. In describing his growing faith, the author says, The things I had previously learned converged into sharper focus through the lens of biblical truth and a coherent, consistent, clear, and comprehensive life framework began to emerge. Isn't that awesome? Don't you want a coherent, consistent, clear, and comprehensive life framework with which to make sense of this crazy world? I know I do. So if you've listened to this show for very long, you know that I often talk about looking at the world through the lens of faith. It's only in this way that we can achieve peace, perspective, joy, and a greater understanding of our place in this world. It's only in this way that we can achieve what Mr. Boa describes as a coherent, consistent, clear, and comprehensive life framework. But how does this happen? Today, we're going to begin a series which will hopefully help us to understand the answer to that question. How does this happen? For the next while, we'll have guests on the show who will help us to look through the lens of faith at current events in our world. And what I hope you'll take away from this series is an understanding that the Bible is our first refuge, that it's a trustworthy compass in the darkness of this world, that it's a relevant and powerful tool, and that only when we look at the world through the lens of faith will we be able to develop a coherent, consistent, clear, and comprehensive life framework. Other than that, we're just tossed upon the waves. And here to help us in the first episode of the series is Pastor Brad Flurry, 
the Executive Pastor of Ministries at Kingsland Baptist Church in Katy, Texas. Pastor Brad is a former Marine officer, and we first met in Iraq in 2009. He was a man we all turned to when we needed a job to get done without a lot of conversation. And I described him recently as a point-and-shoot weapon. It's an honor to have him on our show. Pastor Brad, welcome. Hey, Richard. Thank you very much, sir. It's it's an honor to be on the show with you. Thank you so much. And friends, as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelow. Hello, everyone. And Pastor Brad, welcome. Glad you're here. Thanks, Christy. Thank you. Pastor Brad, would you please pray for us? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time together. Uh, We thank you for the technology that allows this show to be broadcast. And Lord, I just thank you for uh, Richard and Christy and their desire to help people um, see the the world through a biblical lens, Lord, through a biblical worldview. And um, so we pray that today that we'd be able to do that. And so our prayer now is that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So uh, a current event that we look at through the lens of faith And we take it apart uh, using Scripture and trying to understand. And the event that we have chosen is the story of DeMar Hamlin's collapse on the football field. So, in case you're not aware, on Monday Night Football, on January 2nd, 2023, in a game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills, Bills safety DeMar Hamlin made a tackle— and then collapsed on the field. He had to receive CPR. It took about nine minutes to resuscitate him. And it was a shocking event for everybody watching. And players kneeled and uh, were in prayer. And subsequent to that, on Tuesday night, an ESPN commentator by the name of Dan Orlovsky prayed on live TV. Um, Nobody was expecting it, and we know that it's not what you would think uh, the mainstream media is going to do, but Dan Orlovsky prayed for DeMar Hamlin, and his co-hosts all bowed their heads, and uh, this is what he said. God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard because we believe that you're God and coming to you and praying to you has impact. We're sad, we're angry, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray, truly come to you and pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar, to be with his family, to give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask you this, God. I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. We lift up DeMar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. Pastor Brad, is that an amazing thing? Yeah, I mean it is. You know, for your for your viewers to know, first of all, if I if I call Richard Bucky, that that was his call sign uh, during Uh-oh. his time in the Marine Corps, and so that's that's how I know him. So that's just a familiar term of, of he was one of my bosses, and so forgive me in advance uh, for instance, I don't call him Richard, uh, but I'm going to make sure your audience <laughs> knows uh, that, that I'll call you that. But yeah, here's the deal. Uh, Bucky is what was really interesting is on that Monday night football game, uh, this previous idea that uh, prayer was improper 
and not wanted at big time sporting events or cultural events, uh, it was forgotten, right? And, and so it was really neat to see how God used that moment uh, where a nation typically um, stands against that uh, or has problems with it, uh, is in that moment uh, they, were, they were united with thoughts and prayers, and it culminated with, with Dan's um, prayer um, live on ESPN. And I appreciated Dan. I appreciated, you know, a lot of people, their, their signs that they held up at other football games and their social media posts were, you know, thoughts and prayers for tomorrow. Um, Dan, Dan did it. Uh, and he stood up to do so. You know, part of your show, um, Richard, is, is a biblical worldview and looking at it through scripture. And, you know, First Peter chapter 3, verse 15 tells us that we need to be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for us a reason for the hope. Uh, and so in that moment, as Dan did, he showed the world that uh, his hope was not in uh, just the idea of a thought and prayer, um, that his his faith uh, resided in a person of Jesus Christ. Uh, and so I appreciated that. Um, and I thought that was a, a moving moment. Yeah, uh, I, I can't agree more. And friends, it has set off a tidal wave in uh, sports and in popular culture, where throughout this week, there have been continued prayers, prayers on the football field, prayers everywhere. And uh, not to wreck the story, but um, Tamar Hamlin has made a miraculous recovery. Yes. He has uh, been discharged. Here they're doing CPR on him on the football field on Monday night and uh, on January 2nd. And he's been discharged. He's now in out of the ICU in another hospital. And uh, his doctor said the first words he said when he came out of uh, unconsciousness <laughs> were, did we win? And the importance of that was uh, his brain is okay and his mental functions are okay. And he's a man of faith. And uh, I just have to tell you that I flew recently with somebody, and we talked a lot about faith, and he was a believer. And he said to me at one point, yeah, but it's already so far gone. Uh, what can one person do? Well, we're getting uh, an insight into what one person can do, because Scripture says, with man this is impossible, but with God... All things are possible. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing that to me, a couple of years ago, they were kneeling against the anthem. Um, I think that's what right, it was. Right. And now today they're kneeling for a person. And so I had a friend that said, you know, now they're kneeling for something that's right. And so who would have thought that that change would have happened for those of us who maybe quit watching the NFL because of that, myself yeah, included? Absolutely. And you know, uh, Pastor Brad, tell me what you think of this, because Scripture says every knee will bend to him. Mm. Yes, <clears throat> you know it's it's is I have two teenage boys, and I've, they they play all kinds of sports at all levels, <clears throat> and you know I've coached them, and uh, you know each week on a football field, somebody gets hurt, they hurt their shoulder, they hurt their ankle. My son has had ACL tears. What's interesting is is everybody doesn't stop and take a knee and, and pray for that. Right, but what we saw on Monday Night Football with with the, with Demar is every one of those grown men on the football field, the athletic trainers, the coaches, they were confronted with a with a crisis that they did not have the ability to resolve on their own. Yeah, and what, what happened? What happened is they bent a knee. Amen. And what does Scripture tell us? It says, yes. 
pray without ceasing. Yep. What, what do you think of that? Yeah, that's exactly what they, I see what they did. Um, and so it was just beautiful to see that, that, that picture of uh, faith uh, throughout a lot of them. And I think what it showed us as well is there were a number of people in the, in the NFL, uh, which I know I'm no chaplains of football teams. And they talk about the players that have faith where I think before is, is they did, didn't have the, the necessary courage or boldness um, to do so. Um, and I think this gives them an opportunity to do it, even at press conferences, you know, before uh, um, the game and afterwards is afterwards you would see the, how the players uh, responded and spoke about their faith um, and, and their belief in God. Absolutely. Friends, is there anything that you would want if God didn't want you to have it? And if you wanted something and God wanted you to have it, would he not give it to you? Does Jesus not tell us that uh, go boldly before the throne and what you ask in my name, my Father will grant you? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 say, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so... Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it's not some religious uh, service that you have to memorize in Latin. It's your heart seeking the heart of God and asking a loving Father whatever it is that you need, and it will be granted in Jesus' name. Stay with us, friends. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Christy Mendelo. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelo's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of this show and our efforts to accomplish our mission. That mission is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield, and we need your help to do that. Your tax-deductible support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Courageous Christianity is a public, nonprofit ministry. If you'd like to support our mission and this ministry, you can do so by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to be more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. But if I'm still breathing, then I'm still in this Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are with... My good friend from Iraq, Pastor Brad Flurry, retired Marine Corps major. And Brad was an amazing character to work with because we were handling a lot of different things, getting pulled in a million different directions. And you would just look at him and you would say, can you help me with this? And he would say, got it, sir. And not only would it get done, but five other things that you hadn't even thought of would get done. And so it was amazing for... Christy and I to hear. We interviewed a guest a couple months ago, maybe even closer to a year ago. Uh, we were talking about Marines, and he said, hey, do you know Brad Flurry? And uh, my jaw dropped. And I said, yeah, I know him. And it turns out 
that Brad is a pastor at uh, Kingsland Baptist across the street from the high school where Christy and I went to high school. Yeah. Small world. And so what I think is super cool, too, I attended church there sometimes, Pastor Brad, and I think, if I'm correct, uh, one of um, my friends, Rose Wisdom, her father was pastor there. Uh, or one wow. of the pastors, if you know the name Wisdom. I can't remember. I'm A few years have been added on to my memory. So, But I was in weddings there. Unfortunately, I've attended funerals there. Um, yeah, so much of a part of our lives. So uh, wonderful to have you on the show. And please don't tell any stories about me. Uh, about from the past. You can tell me after, Pastor. I'll Brad. save those to another time. <laughs> Thank you. And friends, we're talking about the Damar Hamlin story, which has taken the nation, uh, captivated its interest. And uh, Damar is an NFL player, was injured on the field, actually required CPR. And the night after that, uh, sports uh, commentator Dan Orlovsky prayed for him on primetime. And since then, the nation has been in prayer. And uh, at the break, Christy made an interesting point. She said uh, that the Coach Kennedy story uh, from the Pacific Northwest, where the coach, I believe, in Washington prayed on the field and his uh, school tried to, uh, they actually did wrongfully terminate him, and he won his case in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled in his favor that you can engage in personal prayer wherever you want to. And we know that the First Amendment of the Constitution says Congress shall make no... Uh, well, I can't remember it off over the bat. The love. <laughs> uh, with respect to the establishment of religion. Um, okay, Christy's going to look that up for us, and I'm going to get it right when I quote it here in a second. In any event, what came to me as she brought up the point about Coach Kennedy, and here we are talking about the NFL in prayer over DeMar Hamlin, is that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose, and he is orchestrating things well beyond our knowledge. And when we seek him in Jesus' name, not randomly, not uh, through idols, not through uh, some personal perspective, but in Jesus' name, through the word of the Bible, as it's written in black and white, then he will be found by us. And thank you, Christy, for that. Amendment 1 of the Constitution of the United States of America says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And so, friends, the Supreme Court has ruled the enemy is out in the open, the things that we see in our world are amazing, beyond comprehension. The perversity, the celebration of perversity is beyond us. They're out in the open. And now I see more and more people coming out into the open in prayer, Christians coming out into the open in Jesus' name. Pastor Brad, do you think that's fair, a fair assessment? Yeah, uh, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, I think, uh, you know, Romans chapter 1, verse 12, uh, it tells us that, um, that we're mutually encouraged by each other's faith. You know, and so I think you see sort of the spark that can cause a fire is I can watch you and Christy in, in your faith and how you live that in your life, uh, how you have a biblical worldview, how you publicly display kindness to, to others and how you live your life. Guess what that does? 
that that encourages my faith, and then I'm able to start living that out. And so I think you're starting to see is um, I won't use the term necessarily revival right now, but you're starting to see is people are are looking at the world and say that's that's not right. You know, something's better than this. And, you know, I've, I've searched the whole world and I've found no fulfillment. Um, but I know one place that I can, and that's in the, the person of Jesus Christ. And so I think your observation is correct. It's an interesting point you make, Pastor Brad, that makes me think about, you know, in our kind of our head knowledge, we know that God will prevail. Victory is assured. And we can say that, but it's in seeing other people living out the word, living out faith that encourages us, gives us courage, as you said, that mutually encourages us to live out our faith. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, If you think about the month of shows that we did leading up to the midterm elections where we talked about voting and we said one of the worst things Christians could do would be to say, God will sort it out. Well, he sorts it out through us. And so Christians voted. We showed up at the polls. We have now changed the constituency of the House. And those changes will now have changes for the legislative branch of government and so forth. So you are seeing all around you the power of the individual to step forward in faith according to the word of the Bible and to make change. So in answer to the question of the gentleman I flew with, it, it, it happens. This is, this is how— it's, Or it's happening. It is happening, right. and there is a reformation uh, coming. And I think, Pastor Brad, you make a brilliant point when you say people have seen the mess they're in. They're not happy. They're looking for alternative worldviews. They're looking for uh, alternative spiritual views. And if we walk out our faith as we should, they will find that alternative in us through Christ. You know, also what comes to mind is that I read an article about youth right now, and, and I don't know a lot about it, so I may not speak to it exactly as it should be. But from what I read briefly is there's um, a call to young people, a million young people in, I guess, January, and maybe has happened over the last couple of years, to fast and pray. Do you know anything about that, Pastor Brad? I've not heard that. No, ma'am. I think we saw it on the Christian Broadcasting Network. And friends, that brings up the point about where you get your news. Right. And so um, Christy saw that, I believe it was on CBN. If you download the CBN app to your phone, uh, when you have those moments where you're uh, going to serve something, you can go to CBN, press on that, and it will bring up stories, all kinds of stories, and it looks at everything through the lens of faith. There's no manipulation. It's a presentation of the facts, and uh, it's done through the lens of faith, and it's very powerful uh, to get your news from there. Uh, Pastor Brad, how do you sort through uh, where you look and when with regard to news? Oh, man, I'm probably the wrong wrong person to ask because I honestly uh, stay away from a lot of that. Um, of course, is from, you know, you think that the basic news sources is we do what we call faith talks at the table. Um, and, and I tell people a lot of times, if you want to live out your faith, start at the dinner table with your family. Um, and so we'll ask our kids, hey, what's, you know, and they're still teenagers, you know, is what's what's your friends talking about? Um, tell me what this, and then we go from there and we you know, ask questions of where do you see Jesus in this? And where do you see right? And where do you see wrong? Um, and so for us, it's, it's a more of a, a family context conversations, uh, you know, 
then of course I can I'll still will we'll browse all the the local news sources because I need to stay uh, aware of what's happening in the world for uh, congregation and I've absolutely heard of CBN and I've used that as well. Um, but I think it's not just uh, Richard where you get your sources, but it's the lens through which you view it, um, and that that's that's important, which is another reason I'm thankful for your show. Well, thank you very much. And this is so important. So uh, what do we mean when we say look through the lens of faith? What it means is whatever is happening. I'll give you an example. Uh, Christy and I were on the way into the station. We stopped at a traffic light, and there was a bus bench to the right of the traffic light, and there was a lady on her phone yelling so loudly into her phone that we could hear it in the car with the windows up. And wow. it, it would be very easy to have had judgment and so forth, but my heart hurt for her. So looking at that through the lens of faith, God created her. He wants a freedom for her and abundance for her, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Do you think he would exclude her from those plans? So if I call myself a Christian, I look at that situation, do I have judgment? Is it annoying that somebody's yelling at the top of their lungs on a cell phone? Yes, it is. But what, what comes more to me in that moment? What does Jesus want for me in that moment? And I felt uh, my heart hurt for her. She's so upset about something. Something is going uh, wrong. Um, I don't know if it's a bill. I don't know if it's a boyfriend. But Christy and I prayed for her. Just right then and there, we asked God to be with her, to have his will. And that's what we're talking about here. It's not theology. It's not religion. It's the understanding that in Christ, we have this amazing opportunity to walk on this battlefield with grace and compassion and also to stand firm in faith and not be pushed around. And uh, Christy. Well, I think the thing that bringing in that story about the one million youth was that it's 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 all ages, not, you know, there it is a movement. It's a movement of all ages. And and to bring in Pastor Brad's story about his family talks at the table, which I love, that's kind of a micro level current, current event. And so the movement can be, it starts at home. Uh, it, it's leaders leading by example and walking out their faith, looking at the world through the lens of faith and checking, checking on themselves when they might come at the world with judgment. Absolutely. Matthew chapter 28 calls us to make disciples of all nations, to teach them to obey. And your opportunity to make disciples is where you spend most of your time. And where do you spend most of your time? At home. And so your family is first and foremost the little church. And if you're not making disciples at home, you're missing an opportunity. Friends, stay with us. We'll be right back. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelow, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. 
I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelow has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're in our new series looking at current events through the lens of faith. And our first current event is the amazing DeMar Hamlin story, whereby uh, the nation has been in prayer for an NFL player who was injured on the field and actually required CPR, and it was brought to prominence by an ESPN commentator named Dan Orlovsky, who on prime time in the middle of the show bowed his head and began to pray. And so we have seen the power of prayer in DeMar Hamlin's amazing recovery and also in the coming together of people in courageous faith, speaking out. I've often said, your right to be you doesn't supersede my right to be me, speaking of this world. And my right to be me is a child of God and striving at all times to be the man he wants me to be. And where I learn about that is in reading the Bible. I don't invent it by myself and come up with some religion of convenience. I read the Bible where Jesus Christ spells out who and what I should be, and then I strive to be that on a daily basis, and I ask people to hold me accountable. And so we've been talking about that and prayer, and I was just telling the story about how we saw this lady who was having a a very upset day at the bus stop and was yelling into her phone, and Christy and I prayed for her in the car. And imagine if, rather than judgment, when we saw things like that, we prayed powerfully to our God in the name of Jesus Christ. And so, as you've heard me say many times, church is not what we do for an hour on Sunday. Our relationship with God and His expectations for our conduct don't cease Monday morning to begin again the following Sunday morning. We're aliens in this world. We are spiritual beings visiting for just a short time, and in all of our perspectives, priorities, and pursuits, we cannot forget that. And when we reach out to God in prayer, we are reminding everyone of that and calling down His favor in every situation. So, Mike, our producer, told us that uh, although rains are sweeping through California, many Californians are saying this won't fix our drought. And uh, 
you know, what comes to me is, well, it won't hurt it. And I was reminded of the Israelites in the wilderness who, after God freed them from bondage in Egypt after 400 years and appointed Moses over them and gave Moses a wingman uh, named Joshua and then parted the Red Sea, it was still not enough for these people. (laughs) And so I've often said that's a metaphor for our time on earth. You're in the wilderness. We're walking toward the promise of the promised land. God is guiding us at night by fire and during the day by smoke. And we have an opportunity to focus on that or to focus on the world and uh, all of our complaints. Pastor Brad, uh, would you chime in? What are your thoughts? Uh, absolutely. You know, thinking about <clears throat> what you've just said and, and, and you know, our complaints and the things we, we worry about is... Uh, I heard a, a Jonathan Evans is a friend of mine, and he's the chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys. <clears throat> and after the DeMar story, uh, he told the Dallas Cowboys at that time, he said, guys, he, he, all of you are one moment away from being DeMar Hamlin, each of us. Right? And so what, do you, so what are you thankful for? And talked about your family. And, uh, you know, each one of us, we, we need help and hope beyond ourselves. Right? We're made to depend on our maker, not just on Sunday, as you mentioned earlier in church, but in every moment, not just in a crisis. Um, And so in those moments where God gives you the simple things is be thankful for, right? Um, And live out your life in faith and take those those small steps. I love that Dr. Martin Luther King said his faith is taking the first step, even when you don't know the whole staircase is there. Um, And so I think that's important for us is, in this case, is is we're all DeMar Hamlin, you know, is, is tomorrow could be our last day. Yeah, uh, absolutely true statement. Um, I want to go back to the idea that you said in the last segment at the dinner table with your kids, you asked the question, where do you see Jesus in this? And I just think it's a brilliant question. And you remember years ago there was a bracelet, and just because it was a bracelet doesn't mean it's absolutely (laughs) true to ask, what would Jesus do? And whatever of these questions, whichever of these questions you're asking, they rely on your ability to look in the Bible and find answers. So technology today is distracting. uh, It's perverse. It often takes time away from family. We often have to park our cell phones somewhere just to avoid the draw of that. But one place it's brilliant is in looking for help reading the Bible. And so in any of these situations, friends, it is so easy to Google something. If you just sit down and read the Bible, it can sometimes seem arduous. And there's a whole bunch of thou shalt not do this and thou shalt do this. And you can say, okay, this isn't helping me. But if you come to the the Bible in the morning with a question, Lord, uh, what, what are your feelings about prayer? What does Jesus say about prayer? And now you Google, what does Jesus say about prayer in the Bible? And then you go to all these sites and make sure that they're the Bible. Make sure it says some verse of some chapter, and um, because where you get your information is important. And then you read the Bible, and you're getting a question answered. And then you bring that question uh, into everything you're doing, and that's how you build an understanding of where is Jesus in all of this? So- Absolutely. You know, when, I, when our kids were 
we're younger, and that's one of the things is how do you teach somebody to, to study the Bible or to to look for answers there is we always gave them three simple questions, and I had index cards that we would laminate, and it would simply be as they're doing their own quiet time and they're looking through something, is, is there a command to obey, is there a sin to avoid, and is there an example to follow? Um, and just look at the life of Jesus and his teachings and, and have them for each passage of Scripture that they would read is, hey, look at that. And then now you can take uh, the Word of God, which is which living, and now you can live that out in your life. Pastor Brad, those were three awesome questions to ask. Could you say those again for us? I'm sure listeners are going to want to be writing that down. Uh, absolutely. And so just a passage of Scripture, and is there a command to obey? Right? Is there a, you know, Richard mentioned the, the thou shalt do or not do, right? Is there a command to obey? Is there a sin to avoid? And then lastly, is there an example to follow? Mm. Friend, friends, it's a little bit silent because I'm, I'm writing that down. <laughs> it's so, is there an... I got it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And that's the way the Bible is. It's not some dusty story about a king way back when who got too prideful, and God turned him into a donkey. This is, this is living, breathing stuff, and is there an example to follow? Well, talking about events, I think about, um, not necessarily current now, past, thank goodness, uh, for the most part, the pandemic. I was a little bit um, concerned, as we all were, as the pandemic was unfolding, and uh, looking for answers. And I went to the Bible and, and often what happens is I go to my daily Bible verse or I, I'm reading in a devotional. And so I take that verse and then I go look it up in the Bible and kind of, the, I didn't have these three questions, Pastor Brad, but uh, maybe somewhere in my heart, I was asking these questions and I read Daniel and ultimately it got me to Jesus is in the fire with us. And that actually carried me through a lot of my fears through the pandemic and became a prayer uh, and a resting Absolutely. place for me. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Friends, um, if you're a longtime listener, you know I'm actually a Jew. And I came to Jesus late in life. And I didn't come to Jesus as a historical fact where you just have him all day long. You grew up with him and maybe you even don't realize how amazing he is. I came to Jesus from the Old Testament where God called on me one day and said, quote, you need to learn about Jesus, end quote. The Lord said that to me while I was flying. There's uh, autopilots on, and I turned to the guy I was flying with, and I said, what did you say? And he said, I didn't say anything. And so I said to him, if I wanted to learn about Jesus, what would I do? And this is the point of this uh, long and uh, boring story. <laughs> He was the perfect person to ask because he didn't tell me, well, believe this and believe this and don't do this and don't do this. He just talked to me about how to read the Bible. And if you remember the question God said, he said, you need to learn about Jesus. He didn't say to me, Domino Nabisco shredded wheat, you must accept Jesus. Because the Lord trusts Jesus and he trusts the truth of his son and he trusted me to do the reading and to find my way there. So, for all of us and for any of us, regardless of where you've been, regardless of what you've done, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is available to you in the truth of the Bible written in black and white and in red if you have a red-letter Bible. And that's what my prayer is for all of us. And as we see the hope that it offers people in prayer and the truth of that 
uh, faith as those prayers are answered. This is available to you. Amen. uh, And so all you have to do is ask a question and open that Bible and start reading, and the Holy Spirit will guide you. Pastor Brad, is that an oversimplification? No, you're preaching, Richard. Keep going, man. You're doing a great job. (laughs) I have to tell you. On uh, fire at the beginning of the year. (laughs) When I learned about Jesus and you read the linear perfection of God's Word and how in each uh, book of the Old Testament, he just tells you more and more and more. And then the New Testament, it all comes together. It's so incredible. I think as I learned more and more and grew in my faith, my eyes were so opened about even how the world works, because there's so much in the Bible that speaks to our world today. I mean, even songs I heard on the radio, I'm like, hey, that's actually actually about the Bible, and I understood it more. And so I think it really becomes quite relevant, and people think it's some sort of old doctrine that it's just it's not relevant and it is it's alive it's the word is alive whenever you're reading it absolutely and so remember we started the show by saying that that bible study christy and i started says that it was looking through the lens of faith at biblical truth that kenneth boa was able to develop a coherent consistent clear and comprehensive life framework And friends, we're going to talk about that in the final segment. Stay with us. Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you are training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete— Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are in our new series looking at current events through the lens of faith and talking about those events with our guests, looking at the biblical perspective, looking at our understanding of spiritual warfare. And when you speak about the lens of faith, what comes to me is that so much in our world has been an intentional lie, beginning in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, when... The serpent lied to Eve, 
And what that means is that the lens is dirty and it's cloudy. And the way we polish that lens and clean that lens is by reading the Bible. And that gives us a clear view. I said recently on a show, I'm not interested in the world's opinion. And then I realized the truth of the matter is I'm not interested in my own opinion. I'm only interested in God's opinion. And we get that when we polish that lens and then we look at every event through that lens and ask the question that Pastor Brad asked at his dinner table, where do you see Jesus in this? And I love that, Pastor Brad. All we've said, and as we uh, come toward the end of the show, I'm interested your final thoughts. Yeah, and I think, you know, as Richard, you, you started the show talking about um, players kneeling on the field praying. And uh, and we've seen players through each game on Saturday and Sunday that they would do that. They would take moments of silence, or they called them moments of support. And within that, as believers in Jesus Christ, I want us to acknowledge that it's it's moving in a good direction. But we need to make sure we are clear when we communicate so we don't, in essence, the illustration that you just used, we don't fog up someone else's lenses. So here's what I mean is, Richard, you and I have been into a lot of countries over the world during our time in the military. Uh, I've been to foreign countries and seen people pray, but not to Jesus. So they would pray, um, whether they were Muslim or I've been in African tribes and other places. Uh, And so they would pray, um, but not to the the person of Jesus. Um, And so within that is the clarity that you speak of is the Bible is clear. John 14, chapter 6 is Jesus alone is the way, the truth, and the life. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, which we must be saved. Um, so within that, as we have the opportunity, as maybe our, our friends and neighbors that are, that are seeing this uh, uh, sort of prayer movement, is to make sure we talk about not just the act of, of prayer, um, but the object of it, of the person of Jesus Christ. Um, and then that gives us an opportunity to share our faith. Um, and so with that faith, as our faith is based in a hope in Jesus Christ. Um, and hope is a word that's used incorrectly in today's world. Is We use the word hope, and it means uncertainty, right? Uh, I hope my favorite football team wins. I hope the weather's nice. I hope I have something good for dinner. It involves uncertainty. But when we speak of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, it is not that. As it says in Hebrews, our hope is an anchor for our soul. Um, So I think, you know, what I love about your show is you're helping us also not only keep our lens clean for our biblical worldview, so we have the opportunity to help sharpen others as well. Um, So that's just my final thoughts. Uh, I love uh, what God is doing in and through this situation with a football player. Uh, I think back, you know, a lot of us that are football fans remember when Tim Tebow took knees on the field and he was hated on. Uh, he he had a lot of challenges uh, because of that, um, and now that act that, that he started, you know, in the early 2000s, um, now it at least for the last couple of weeks has been accepted and, and cheered and celebrated, um, and so um, I think that's that's moving in a good direction. You raise a, a such an amazing point, and Christy and I had this crazy conversation this morning before we even left the house. We were talking about uh, how. The revolution in the United States of America, in the colonies, was um, kind of this whole world-changing moment where people said, I am not what's left when my government is done with me. Uh, 
my government is uh, what I empower it to be. And so you have the American Revolution where people say, I will not be leaned on anymore. And then um, you see that happening again several times. I mentioned to Christy that it's always intrigued me that in 1948, a lot of former British colonies got their independence. And the way that that happened is that in World War II, soldiers of those colonies went all over the world and they saw other nations and other governments. And then when they came back to their country, they realized they were no longer willing to be a British colony. And as soldiers, they had the wherewithal to do something about it. My point is that it's in the awareness that we then begin to change our perspective. And we are talking about perspective when we talk about the lens of faith. So let's talk about our awareness. And you're right, uh, Pastor Brad, it did begin with Tim Tebow, and he was degraded. And at the same time, God bless him, because now people have an awareness that there is a different perspective. And it's in that awareness that we can draw different conclusions and seek different answers. Because, friends, these people aren't happy. People in the world, they're not happy. They're medicated. They're isolated. They're divorced. We are a fatherless society. The the sins of the father are being visited on the children to no end. We're incarcerated and living in inflation and all of this nonsense. And so we know in awareness that if we turn back to God, He can have his way, and we're being called to do so. And so I hope that is as exciting to you as it is me. And uh, he has said, anyone who calls on him in Jesus' name will not be put to shame. And that's the truth. And that brings us to our moment of truth. As you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at scriptures which inform our discussion. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge. It's always relevant, and it never fails. This is not a dusty book. This is the living Word of God. And our moment of truth today comes from Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 through 13, which say, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me, And come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Friends, if we dedicate this year to anything, this new year, this exciting 2023, let it be to seeking God, to drawing closer to him, and to using his word as it is written in the Bible as the lens through which we look at everything. Let it be the lens by which we understand and respond to events, and let it be the lens by which we hold ourselves accountable. And that's critical, friends. At the start of today's show, we talked about the author of our new Bible study, Kenneth Boa, and how he looked at the world through the lens of biblical truth in an effort to obtain a more coherent, consistent, clear, and comprehensive life framework. And that's what the truth of the Bible gives us. You're not a, um, what does Scripture say? You're not tossed upon the waves, a man who can't be counted on. 
you can be anchored by faith in Christ, by the Word of God. And then this world will buffet you a little bit, but uh, that's about it. So Pastor Brad made several beautiful points, and I'd like to go back to this when he talked about the little church that sat at the dinner table in his home with he and his wife and how they asked the question, where is Jesus in all of this? And the children then had to talk about uh, current events and think about Jesus, think about what had happened in school. And I'm sure there were lots of questions, and I'm sure that they opened the Bible and they read passages to, uh, from the Bible to resolve those questions, and that's exactly what we do as we come to God and we say, Lord, open our eyes to the truth of your word and help us, and the Holy Spirit will guide you. Jesus said he was leaving the Holy Spirit behind us to remind us and to guide us. So another great point that Pastor Brad made is he said with his kids, three questions in all situations. Is there a command to obey? Is there a sin to be avoided? Is there an example to follow? And you really do have to start there because we have the Ten Commandments. And I like to think a lot about uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, which talk about the six things that the Lord hates and the seventh he despises. That's pretty clear guidance. And so in all of this, we are seeking him in his word and then trying to apply that to the world around us. So friends, the last point that Pastor Brad made, Jesus alone is our salvation. He is the way. He is the truth, and he is the life. And in answer to the question, is there an example to follow? The answer is yes. There is an example to follow, and his name is Jesus Christ. Friends, our goal with the show is to look at current events through the lens of faith to better understand God's unchanging truth, his purpose for us on this planet, and his plan for us. And this scripture explains how we do this. This Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, Come and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me. It says to call on him and to pray to him, and he will listen to you. Is that not amazing? This is the creator of the universe we're talking about. And there's no formula for that. Just talk to him plainly about the things that are on your heart. Talk about the things you worry about and about your hopes and questions. When you call on him, he will be found by you. And you can and should do this throughout the day and every day and everywhere. When you come from a place of repentance, reverence, sincerity, and gratitude, seeking God through his Son, Jesus Christ, he will reveal himself to you. So friends, my point is that as you look at the world through the lens of faith, you'll find God. You'll find him in the written word of his Bible, in the people he sends, in the challenges you face, in church, and in the world around you. And that's Courageous Christianity. Pastor Brad, thanks for being with us today. It's a pleasure to have you you on our show. Thank you and Christy. I loved it. Friends, we're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi. Three 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.